This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Ryan Bruss. Thank you, Sid. Today on Messianic Vision, our guests are Jesse and Amy Champ, and we are so excited about this. Sid loves to talk about the glory, anything having to do with the glory, miracles in the glory, signs and wonders. And Jesse and Amy's ministry is known for signs, wonders, and miracles. And we're not just saying that to to make it sound good. I mean, they're literally seeing signs, wonders, and miracles, and it's powerful how God is using them and in the glory and what is coming prophetically. It's so wonderful to have you guys on today. And if we could just jump right in, Jesse, you at the age of eight, you gave your heart to God and, and, you know, at 10, you were even lying on your bed and envisioning yourself preaching the gospel. And all of a sudden you got to this point as a young boy, you, you, you were like, God, can you find somebody else? And then things kind of turned for the worse. What happened? Yeah, you know, um, just from from early on, I knew that there was a, a call of God on my life, and telling the Lord, you know, Lord, I can't do this. You need to you need to ask somebody else to do this. And um, you know, when I was when I was 12 years old, I had a real encounter with the Holy Spirit. I was in a a meeting with um, David Hogan, and he was going down a line, and he was praying for people, and it was it was David Hogan and his younger son uh, that prayed for me. And the power of God went through my body like electricity. And I just remember, you know, having that encounter and thinking, you know, God is really real. And uh, I remember going home that night and waking up in the middle of the night, praying in the Holy Spirit. And uh, just just that radical encounter with the Lord. Um, but, you know, I, the older I got, the more I, I started to run from the call of God and I backslid. And uh, I just think there was just a real battle for my destiny. There was there was just a lot of warfare, and uh, the devil really attacking me. So, you know, I got into drugs and alcohol. You know, I was 14 years old, half an hour away from death. I mean, I overdosed, rushed to the hospital. Um, and you'd think that, you know, I would, I would you know, surrender my life to the Lord then, but I just kept running. You know, I was like a Jonah. You know, running from the call of God. Um, I was in and out of jail, in and out of rehabs. And, uh, you know, 20 years old, I find myself in a jail cell. And I just said, Lord, I I just surrender everything to you. I'll do whatever you call me. Whatever you've called me to do, Lord, I'll do. And um, I went through uh, Teen Challenge. And I got just radically set on fire, you know, for the Lord there. And, uh, you know, I just had that foundation of the secret place and spending time with the Lord. And, uh, you know, it, it just really set me on fire. And from there, you know, um, got out of Teen Challenge, and I just immediately 
started to uh, go on extended uh, times of fasting and in prayer. And now, Jesse, let me ask you this though: what what made the difference? You know, because you hear about jailhouse conversions, and I, I've had the privilege of preaching in jail many times in prison, and, and you see a lot of that. But what was it that finally put you over the edge? It's like I can't live this way anymore. You know, it was it was like a, a rock bottom experience. I was miserable. You know, in my addiction, I was miserable. I was lost and uh, just backslidden. And, and I knew that if I didn't obey the call of God, that my life wasn't going to get any better. I knew it was going to get worse. Wow. And I had to obey the call of God. I knew that Satan had an assignment against my life to kill me, uh, to destroy me. And so I knew that I had to surrender. Now, you were saying that during this time, you, you went on a what you wrote about as a 20-day fast and you were praying in the Spirit for hours a day. What was going on? I mean, how did you make that leap from from this guy that uh, was on drugs, alcohol, in and out of jail, went through Teen Challenge, a wonderful program. You come out, now you're on fire, and now you're spending crazy time with the Lord. What What's going on? You know, I was just so hungry. Um, I, I felt like uh, during my, my time in Teen Challenge, I, I really started to develop that relationship with the Holy Spirit, and I knew that there was more. So I just started to seek after it. And uh, I just would spend, you know, two hours a day in prayer, three hours a day in prayer, four hours a day in prayer. And I just kept praying more and more. And uh, the Holy Spirit really started to just pour out on me. And, um, you know, I remember just weeping for hours under the power of the Holy Spirit. And there was even like a burden uh, for souls that came on my life. Just just this burden to see others that were lost and in darkness to come out of that darkness, to see prodigal sons and daughters come be with the Lord. And it was just a powerful season in the Lord that I that I encountered. Now, Jesse, even though all that was going on, you, from what I understand, you still wrestled a little bit with, Lord, do you really want me in the ministry? Am I really called? And and you kind of put the Lord to a test, and we've had this man on our program before, Jeff Jansen. What what was that story? Right. I, I had had all these experiences with the Lord in the secret place, and um, I just came to this place where I said, Lord, it, if you've really put a call on my life, if you, if you really called me to preach the gospel, then then I need you to have Jeff Jansen prophesy over me everything that I'm called to do the next time that I go to his church in Murfreesboro or I'm not going to go into the ministry. And so I, I really said that prayer, and I meant that prayer. I remember uh, just crying tears, and I, I was meeting business with God. And so uh, I went to uh, Jeff Jansen's church, and he called me out in front of everybody, and he said, uh, Jesse, there's a mantle coming on your life for miracles, signs, and wonders. The devil tried to kill you, but God has a call for your life. He has a plan for your life, and you're going to go around the world and preach the gospel. And it just so wrecked me. And I knew at that moment, you know, that, that the call of God was really real on my life, and I had to pursue it. Now, Amy, you didn't have quite the same story as Jesse. What's your background story before you guys met? When I was younger, I, I was, you know, in a lot of depression and, and anger. And um, I grew up in a really small town, like population 4,000 in Alabama. And um, I, I didn't know anything about the supernatural. I didn't know anything about healings and miracles and prophecy. Um, but, you know, I was really hungry, 
you know, my mom would pray for me and kind of like, you know, praying mother. I really, I broke through. I was hungry. I was hungry for the supernatural. I was hungry for everything that God had for me. So I was 17 years old and I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, power of God and praying in tongues. And just maybe a month later, I I preached at my church for the first time because I was so radical and so you know, on fire for the Lord. And, you know, my friends would joke that, you know, well, Amy's saved now, but she's too saved, you know, (laughs) because I was so radical. And so I preached my first sermon. I was 17 years old. Now, did you feel like you were called to be a preacher or you just were asked to preach? I was asked to preach, but I felt called. You know, I would sit and just, I didn't have any exposure to, you know, like revivalists or miracle workers, but I would sit and watch TV preachers because, you know, I was just so hungry and I knew that I was called to preach and it's what I wanted to do. I told my mom, I'm going to go around the world. I'm going to preach the gospel. And so I go and I preach my first sermon and, you know, this couple comes up to me after, after the message and um, they, they, you know, there were a couple that just kind of went to the church. Their whole family went there. They were, you know, dating, but they weren't married. They were living together. And, um, you know, I'd seen them there Sunday after Sunday and, and they just weren't really that interested in God. They just were there. And this beautiful young girl, she's like older than me. She's probably in her mid twenties. And she came up to me and she was just weeping, just sobbing, you know, and she just grabbed me and she just clung to me. And she said, I have never felt God like that before. And she was just, just weeping. And it just touched my heart. And from that moment, I wanted people to encounter, you know, the power of God and the love of God, like the same way I had. I wanted, you know, the Holy Spirit to move on them and for them to encounter the Lord. Now, I can feel it even as you're sharing. I can feel when you were talking about that girl, I could feel the presence of God uh, on that whole thing. And shortly after that, Amy, you had a a dream about who you were going to marry. Yes. Um, It it wasn't very long. It was just a couple months. I had a dream, and in the dream, I was in another country, and you know, I I saw my husband, I saw exactly what he looked like. I was married in the dream. And um, it was definitely like looking into my future. In the dream, I was filming a video because we were in another country, we were traveling, we were in ministry. And I was filming a video to send back to friends and family, because we weren't going to be home for a holiday. We were there, you know, doing ministry mission work in this country for us. For an extended period of time. And I woke up from the dream just with it burning in my heart, burning in my spirit. And I kind of held that dream up for years, you know, like this is, this is, you know, what God's called me to. And I, I saw exactly what my husband looked like in the dream. And, you know, sometimes the Lord gives us dreams like that so that we won't shy away from them when we see them in the natural. We'll know it's the Lord. Right. And for those who are listening, it it turns out that it was Jesse Champ. Uh, uh, We may not get to that later, so just just so you know. Now, tragedy struck, though, Amy, uh, just a few months after all this was going on in your life. And and, uh, what happened? 
Yeah, um, I had the dream, and I knew I had, you know, my future looked bright, and um, I, I was getting ready actually to to go off to college, um, to the very town where Jesse and I met. I was getting ready to um, to move out there, and I was diagnosed with cancer, actually, just a few months later, and so I had to come home from college, and um, the hand of the Lord was on me. Um, I didn't know anything about you know, miracles and, and divine healing at the time. But um, the doctors actually said it was a one in a million chance that this um, cancer that I had would, would be discovered. They were actually calling it a miracle, wow. um, even though it wasn't like a divine healing miracle. Um, they were saying that just the fact that the cancer presented itself in the way it did, they said it was a miracle. So I, I really think that that, in the same way Jesse was talking about, the enemy, you know, tried to attack Jesse and, and abort his calling. I felt that was really something that the enemy was trying to do was, you know, abort my destiny before I even, you know, when you're called to a certain area, or you're called to miracles, you're called to a healing mantle, you know, the enemy will try to come in and, and hit you in the very area that you're called to. And I really felt like that was what was happening. Now, uh, Amy or Jesse, whoever wants to answer, it seems like, and we believe this here at It's Supernatural with all our heart, that there's a destiny in every single person's life. There are books written in heaven about us. But it seems like people don't understand that, listen, the things that you're going through right now, whether you're 10 years old or 30 or 50, whatever it is, is the enemy is trying to... uh, get you sidetracked, get you off the path of your destiny. Talk about that uh, for a moment, either one of you or both. Uh, uh, for those who are listening right now who who keep getting bombarded by the enemy, but it has to do with God trying to work in their destiny. Yeah, I mean, just like you said, um, there is a, a book written about us in heaven. You know, I was just writing an article on this this week that, you know, there is a scroll written about each of us. And, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, being history makers here on earth, but but what we don't realize is that we're history makers in heaven, and God has a destiny and a purpose for each one of us. And, you know, it's it's really up to us to step into that, that destiny um, with fullness. And so when we really get a vision, when God downloads you with a vision, with a purpose, um, you know, it, it's up to us to step into that. And Jesse and I were just talking about that this morning, um, about destiny and about the book of destiny that, that's written about us in, in heaven. Jesse, how does somebody start making those steps to walk in their destiny when their bills are sky high, their relationships are broken, they have a sickness in their body? How does somebody begin to walk towards their destiny when everything seems miserable at the moment? I I think it's just trusting God. You know, even when um, the the odds are stacked against you, even when the circumstance that you're facing, it doesn't look like God is intervening in your circumstance. But I think that there's just something about raw faith. And David had raw faith. You know, look at all that King David went through in the Bible, and he overcame, and he just kept pressing forth. And he kept breaking through into his destiny. You know, there is a breaking forth. And I just think we need to grab hold of the promises of God and just just trust him and obey him and and, and move forward.
And what a what a joy with what Amy said that there is a scroll. There's already stuff written about us. We just got to step into what God has uh, called us to do. And and Jesse and Amy, you have a brand new book uh, in CD set called Miracles in the Glory. Talk about that. Yeah, we wrote this book because we wanted to equip and to train, um, you know, every believer to walk in the miraculous, um, not just in their own life, but to release that over others, to release healings, to release miracles, and to learn how to walk in the glory for themselves. Because, you know, a lot of times we kind of look to, you know, men and women of God, to prophets. Um, to people with a microphone, um, like they carry, you know, something special that we don't. And to some degree, you know, there are people that are mantled with healing and mantled with miracles. But, you know, Jesus said, these signs shall follow those who believe. And one of those signs is that they'll lay hands on the sick and see them recover. And so we've packed this book with powerful testimonies of miracles that we've seen, um, terminal illnesses, um, creative miracles, signs and wonders, financial miracles, just so many things that we've seen God do. Um, Just as we've traveled and ministered and preached the gospel and laid hands on the sick, and um, we really just have so much revelation on the glory realm, on how, you know, how you can carry um, just the DNA of God and release the miraculous um, in your own life. What a powerful testimony you guys have uh, just in your young life and then when you got married and then what God's doing now. It's just wonderful to hear all that God's doing. And we love talking about the glory And Jesse, once you were getting on fire for God, you went through Teen Challenge, you started reading these books by all these great generals and pioneers of the faith, and and you you saw how they were just really just living out the gospel, living out this simple faith, and and, and God began to uh, speak to you and and started to use you. What what was going on during that time? Yeah, I, I really was just getting stirred by reading books on different generals like Smith Wigglesworth and John G. Lake and Kenneth Hagin and... I, I saw how they were seeing miracles and, and healings, and I, I just had that desire to see the sick healed. And I just took a few friends of mine and I said, "Let's go, you know, let's go hit the streets. Let's go anywhere, grocery stores, malls. Let's just pray for the sick." And so um, I didn't begin with like a word of knowledge or uh, anything at first. I, I just started laying hands on people and praying for them, just acting on Mark 16. You know, those that those that believe will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And so it was raw faith and just praying for people. And I prayed for so many people. And, you know, to be honest, at first I got a little discouraged because I didn't see anybody healed at first, you know, and I didn't I didn't get any words of knowledge at first. But I just kept pressing in and praying for people. And uh, one day I got this word of knowledge for this um, this woman. And and I said, uh, you've had pain in your your lower back uh, for many years, and the Lord wants to heal you. And she was really just amazed that the Lord knew her situation, um, knew about her, and she was really shocked by the word of knowledge. And she allowed me to pray for her, so I I just laid hands on her, and I prayed, and I felt uh, the fire of God flow through me, and two loud pops came out of her back. 
And there were uh, even a few people around her that heard uh, the pops go out of her back, and, and they were amazed that she was healed. And uh, that's, that was one of the first breakthroughs that I got uh, with seeing healing, with, with seeing uh, the miraculous. Now, Jesse, when you pray for people, you, you feel this fire in your hands. What, what is God doing in you when you feel that? <laughs> I, know that I know that when I feel that, that's the healing anointing. And, and sometimes I feel it, you know, on my shoulders. Sometimes when I pray for people, I feel the release of that, of that, uh, that fire, that, that healing anointing. And I know that many times when people are feeling that fire and they're experiencing that, they're being healed. You know, we've seen many uh, people healed of deafness and uh, blind eyes and all, all sorts of things, tumors. Uh, it's through that healing anointing. But, you know, what's amazing is that we don't even have to feel the healing anointing to see people healed. Absolutely. For people by faith and see them healed, get the same results. And that's what you started with when you just started just praying for people uh, on the streets. And don't you think, Jesse, that a lot of it has to do, for each one of us that calls himself a Christian, that a lot of it has to do with just start stepping out wherever, you know, the Bible talks about bringing the kingdom. The kingdom is within you. So isn't a big part of it just stepping out? Oh, yes, absolutely. And it's not just for, you know, the man or the woman with the microphone or the platform. Right. It's for every believer to take the gospel to the streets, to take the kingdom of God with power everywhere we go. That's part of the Great Commission. Now, Amy, you you dealt with cancer, and, you know, it's gone, and you have a real burden, both of you, and a passion to see cancer eradicated from the face of the earth. I'm with you on that. And what did the Lord show you about dealing with cancer, Amy? Well, you know, Jesse and I, we got married, and, um, you know, like I shared, I had the dream, and so I knew he was my husband. We got married, and we immediately started a ministry. And just shortly, I think it was within six months after we started a ministry, my mom got um, diagnosed with cancer. We were, you know, traveling and ministering, and we were releasing healing. We were seeing all these miracles, and I was, like, at home fighting this this battle, um, you know, with, with my mom. And, you know, everyone has challenges in their life. Everyone's gone through something. And it really— um, we come to a place where we gain authority over those areas where the enemy tried to attack us. And so I, I dealt with the passing of my mom due to cancer. And I think through that, I gained such a compassion for those um, with cancer and with terminal illness. And so I remember just praying and, and fasting and seeking the Lord for the key to seeing cancer healed. It was something that was just burning in my spirit, was to see people healed of this, just because of the compassion I had gained um, through that experience. And um, I remember just really seeking the Lord and praying. And and one night I had a dream, and in the dream I was I came on this giant, massive snake, and I was cutting its head off with a sword. And I woke from the dream, and I immediately began to seek the Lord because I knew that it was about cancer. It was about gaining authority over the spirit of cancer. And so as I started to seek the Lord and pray that morning, the Holy Spirit just fell on me and I I could hardly stand. Um, I just began to weep. I couldn't, I couldn't speak. I just couldn't even stand under the power 
um, of the anointing. And I suddenly began to have these visions. And I saw people being healed of cancer. Um, and I saw a book. And uh, on the front cover of the book, there was a man named John G. Lake. And the Lord spoke to me, and he, he just said one sentence. He said, it's in the DNA. And so I began to really seek the Lord um, on what, what he was saying through that encounter. And I began to read the book, and it was a book called John G. Lake on Healing. It was all his sermons. And as I got to one of the sermons, it was called The Science of Divine Healing. And it was such confirmation for me of what the Lord had spoken to me um, about DNA because John G. Lake began to discuss how we're changed, we're transformed when we become believers. We're transformed by the Spirit of God into new creations, and we're changed even down to our cellular makeup. And John G. Lake began to really delve into, um, and this this sermon was written before DNA was even discovered. And so he began to go and talk about how our cells are different. Everything about us is changed from natural to supernatural. And as I began to read this, such a powerful revelation fell on me. It was really the spirit of revelation. And I began to feel as if something were being deposited in my spirit as I was like, being filled by this this revelation and I just remember for several days after that encounter I just I felt as if I was like in a different realm my body every I felt like a hundred pounds lighter I just I was really in a, in another realm now Amy I really feel the the healing presence of the Lord right now would you mind just praying for the people listening that are like that's what I need I need healing to my very core just just pray over them right now yes yeah, so father I just thank you for your your power right now and your anointing touching every listener Lord I pray that you would deposit the spirit of revelation that says we are changed. Our very being is changed. Our very cells are changed, Father. I thank you that the life of God is flowing into every cell in their being, Father, right now, that your light and your life is coming upon them. And in the mighty name of Jesus, we just release healing right now over their bodies. We take authority over every um, infirmity, every sickness, every disease right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for anointing them with your power. Thank you for depositing a revelation of their authority. And Father, right now, we even take authority over the spirit of cancer, and we bind it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. And, you know, I I remember feeling, um, you know, just that, that revelation. And, you know, it's just as Jesus said to Nicodemus in John chapter 3, verse 3, he, he said, you must be born again. And, you know, that phrase in the Greek actually means born from above. And so when we're born again, we're actually born from a different origin. We're born from a heavenly father. And not and not an earthly father. We're we're born of an incorruptible seed. And you know, Second Peter chapter one verse four says, 
that we're partakers of the divine nature. And so I just pray right now that every believer that's listening would come into that revelation, that they're a partaker of the divine nature in Jesus' name. Amen. Boy, I felt the presence of the Lord, the healing presence of, of God on that prayer. And, and, and Jesse, uh, Amy, you were talking about the Spirit of God. Jesse, uh, one of the most powerful experiences that we are privileged to receive as believers is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And, and how does that daily, that baptism, how does that daily affect our walk with God as we, as we yield to that? Oh, it's, it's incredibly important you know, um, that we continually walk in that relationship with the Holy Spirit and we receive fresh oil and uh, just fresh impartation from the Holy Spirit. I love how the Bible says that before Jesus started his earthly ministry, he went to John the Baptist. And, and the Bible says that when he was baptized, the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus like a dove. And it's so powerful when we, when we read about the life of Jesus and the healing ministry of Jesus. And, you know, it all starts from being baptized with the Holy Spirit. We receive the very same Holy Spirit that Jesus received when he began his earthly ministry, and he went out to perform the miraculous, miracle signs and wonders. You know, the 120 were gathered in the upper room when the Holy Spirit fell, and they were empowered. They were endued with power. And they went out and saw the same results that Jesus did in his earthly ministry. Now, Jesse, you and Amy were ministering uh, one time at a three-day conference in a little town in Alabama. There seems to be a lot of little towns in Alabama. And you guys were there, and, you know, the church seemed to have this traditional feel, at least. You know, the hymnals, not that there's anything wrong with that. You know, the hymnals, just traditional. Uh, and, and you were just talking about open heaven. Talk about, either one of you, talk about the progression that led up in those meetings to a move of God. Yeah, you know, Paul said to the Church of Corinthian, he, he said, I didn't come to you with enticing words, but when I came unto you, my, my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words, but with power and a demonstration. And that's what happens when the kingdom of God comes. It comes with power. It comes with demonstration. You know, we need to understand that the gospel is power. It, it's alive. And when God's word goes forth, it produces power. It releases power, and it builds faith in people. And so, so me and Amy went to Alabama, and um, we were preaching every night, and we were just uh, preaching the gospel, the simplicity of the gospel, that Jesus will heal you, that Jesus will set you free. And the third meeting, something really opened up. Uh, the power of God came crashing in. You could feel just the atmosphere had changed. There was, there was a, a faith that was rising um, in the people. And Amy got this word of knowledge. Uh, she actually got the woman's name and her condition. And the lady came forth, and Amy laid hands on her, and the power of God hit her. And, and she actually hit the ground and out even any catchers. You know, thank God for catchers. Right. But, but she got up off the ground, and she began to move, and she said, I can't feel the metal rods that I had on my back. They're gone. And wow. she was totally healed. And what was, what was amazing was um, the, the, the woman that got healed, her daughter was next to her, and she was 30 years old. 
And, and she said, will you pray for my ear? And she was completely deaf in her ear since birth. Uh, there was actually something missing in her ear because uh, of a, a birth defect. And so I just laid hands on her ear and I, I began to pray. And I felt that fire release from me and go into her ear. And then all of a sudden, she just opens her eyes and she says, I can hear. I can hear. And she testified in front of the whole congregation. And then all of a sudden, other miracles began to happen. Such a release of faith, you know, that she had been born deaf in, in that ear. And then all of a sudden, she can hear. And then everybody knew power of God is really real. And so there was all kinds of healings that took place in that meeting. And the uh, power of God just moved. It, it, was, it was awesome. And, and I know you guys talk about this in your book, Miracles in the Glory, in your CD set, about how God is about to visit uh, every place, everywhere in the glory. It's, it's going to be here. It's going to be there. It's going to be in this place. It's going to be that place. And Amy, you have a testimony of when you guys were in this Wisconsin church of a woman being healed. What happened? Yes. When um, Jesse and I came into um, agreement, to really go after the spirit of cancer, to pray for everyone that we could that had cancer. Um, I think just through that experience and, and through just the revelation that the Lord gave us, we wanted to come into agreement as just a team, as a ministry, to really take authority over the spirit of cancer. So when we were in Wisconsin, we were actually ministering um, an afternoon session, and the pastor brought to us a woman who had been diagnosed with eight stage four brain tumors. Wow. You know, these were aggressive brain tumors. And the doctors had actually told her, you need to go home and get your affairs in order because you have less than six weeks to live. And this was just Real, I mean, you know, there's no word of knowledge. It's it's just a serious situation. Jesse and I looked at each other and we said, we're going to come into agreement and we're going to curse these tumors by faith. Just the way that Jesus, when he spoke to the fig tree and he cursed it at the root. And, you know, the very next day took a little bit of time, but the next day the fig tree had, had withered and died. And so Jesse and I looked at each other and we said, we're going to curse these tumors at the root. And so Jesse and I laid hands on her and we began to curse the tumors by faith. And, you know, within a week, the pastor um, got back with us and said, you won't believe it, but all the brain tumors have disappeared. And the doctors are saying it's, it's a verified, you know, um, miracle. And we actually revisited um, that, that church about a year later, and the woman was still completely cancer-free. Wow. Now, Amy, uh, Jesse, I've met you guys before. You seem like normal people, uh, and, and I, I'm joking, but the point I'm trying to make is anybody can do what you did, Amy, right? Right. Absolutely. Anybody can lay hands on the sick and, and see tumors disappear from family members, friends, anywhere. Absolutely. You know, Jesse and I are um, anointed and, and mandated to see miracles, but when you're in that situation and, and someone's brought to you that it's a life or death situation, we're just normal people just like everyone else. We're sitting there by faith, 
laying hands on somebody and believing that they're going to be healed. Um, you know, when people are brought to us that need a leg grown out or, or whatever the situation is, you know, it's all down in that moment. And it's all about just raw faith and believing what the Bible says, that we'll lay hands on the sick and see them recover. It's not for anyone special. You know, even in the book of Acts, like every, everybody's called to see these kinds of things because we're supernatural. We're supernatural beings. Um, we're we're not normal people, you know. We're we're filled with the power and the love and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and so every believer can see these kinds of things. And if you've been listening to this entire interview, the the one thing that does set one person apart from another. And we we see this on our show all the time. You've already heard it with Jesse and Amy. Is it's what is going on behind the scenes though when nobody's looking? The praying, the going after it, the studying the heart of God, and the hunger for more of the Holy Spirit, more of God. Jesse, what part does compassion play in seeing miracles? You know, the Bible says that Jesus was moved with compassion when he saw the multitude. And there's something so powerful about that, just just having compassion for the sick, having compassion for, for the afflicted, for the broken, for the lost. I believe if we can put ourselves in that place of compassion, put ourselves in somebody else's shoes, we'll see a greater release of God's power. I was in New York, um, and I was, I was doing a meeting on a Sunday morning in Ole in New York, and I had called out a word of knowledge for, for somebody that had tumors. And this woman came in response for the word and her 11 year old daughter came with her and her daughter was just weeping uncontrollably. And I saw, I saw the daughter with the mother and it was like compassion hit me at the same time the anointing did. Only I feel like it was a stronger anointing because it was compassion and the anointing. Right. So I just laid hands on her and I prayed and the power of God hit she had been recently diagnosed with multiple tumors from the doctors. They had the x-rays. It was just three days later that she went back to the doctor, and they couldn't find the tumors. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, okay, now, Jesse, you had a vision. I want to start talking about the glory here for the little bit of time we have left. Jesse, you had a vision of the glory cloud. What What did the Lord show you? Um, yeah, I, um, I, I was in prayer in my, in my bedroom and I was just seeking the Lord. Um, and I was really hungry. I was really going after it. And, um, I started to just notice that I, there was levels in the glory. You know, one day I was praying and I could feel just the weighty presence of the Lord. Then I began to feel rain and I began to seek the Lord. And I said, Lord, I know that there's more. And, and I was really pressing in. And I said, Lord, I know. I want all that you have. And um, I had this vision of this white cloud that came out of heaven. And all of a sudden, uh, it started to come over my body. And it was the most powerful encounter I've ever had with the Lord. Um, I don't know how long I was in that place, but this cloud was rolling over my body. And it was so intense, and it was so powerful. Um, I Actually, it was like the fear of the Lord. Not in the way that I would fear the Lord, like, you know, I'm going to hell or fearing the Lord like I've done something wrong, but the fear of the Lord that God is really real and his power is 
is almost more than we can even handle. And I told the Lord, Lord, I can't handle anymore. You know, I felt like I was going to be like Enoch and I was going to be translated. <laughs> Just go be with the Lord. Right. It was it was that powerful. Now, Jesse, you talk about healing in the glory, and I, I just, for some reason, me personally, I just love that statement, because uh, when when we're in the glory, just anything can happen, and you were in Fargo, North Dakota, and you are actually being taken to minister that night, and you slipped into a vision, and, and what did the Lord show you, and then what happened afterwards? Yeah, I was uh, I was on my way to the meeting, the host was, was driving, and I just slipped into this vision, and I saw the hand of the Lord and the manifest presence of the Lord. You know, Habakkuk talks about how the power, the, the power of the Lord is in the hand of God, and it's the hiding place of His power. And when the Bible talks about the hand of God, it's, it's really talking about the presence of God, the manifest presence of God. And so I'm, I'm in the meeting, and the Lord, he, he told me, He said, don't lay hands on anybody. Just allow my glory to heal people. Allow my glory to touch people. And I really feel like the encounter that I had with the cloud of glory had a lot to do with seeing miracles out of the atmosphere, because I had never prayed for people this way. I was so used to laying hands on people for healings and miracles. This was so new to me. It was so fresh and so different. And so I just told the people in the meeting, I said, put your hand on the part of your body that you have pain. You know, just believe the Lord to heal you right now. I don't have to lay hands on you. And there was such an atmosphere of the presence of God. There was a, a woman that had a hernia on her side for 15 years, and she was totally healed, just instantly healed by the power of God. It, it was amazing. Now, Amy, let me talk to you about what you feel in this coming move of God in the glory. Is it, is it going to be a, a little bit here and maybe a little bit there in a big meeting somewhere, or is the glory going to come all over the earth like the Bible says? What do you see coming? Yeah, I know that, um, you know, Jesse had a really powerful dream, actually, in 2011, and the Lord gave him a dream of stadiums being filled um, in America with God's glory. And I believe that there there's a move of God coming of the glory of God, but I believe that's just the beginning. I believe that's just the tipping point, because, you know, as we continue to minister the gospel and spread the love of Jesus and the glory of God throughout the earth, I believe that it'll come just as the waters cover the sea. And I know that's something that the Lord's really shown Jesse as we step into this next season. So, Jesse, talk a little bit more about that. What, what do you feel about the glory of God just coming to the churches and the cities and the nations? Absolutely. Um, yeah, the Lord the Lord gave me this dream one night, and um, in the dream I saw stadiums in America just filled with thousands of people. And I saw the glory of God just moving on people, and I saw, I saw people worshiping and, and just swaying in the worship, and it was just really powerful. Men and women that got up on the platform, and there was a cloud around them. They were ministering out of a cloud. They were ministering. Oh, I like that. Spiritic miracles. Wow. Yeah, they didn't have to lay hands on anybody. It was just the power of the Lord was present to heal. And, um, you know, simultaneously, miracles would happen all at once. People would just receive miracles um, all over the place. And I really believe that that is uh, the heart of God for America. I believe it's the heart of God 
to release another great awakening, like the first and second great awakening. It's going to shake the nation. Now, you guys talk a lot about the glory. I mean, your book is called Miracles in the Glory in your brand new CD set. Uh, talk a little bit about this book and, and the glory. and Because in it, you talk about developing a lifestyle of increased signs and wonders and going into new realms of glory. And, and just by talking to the both of you, it, it makes me hungry uh, for new levels of glory to be experienced in my own life. So what, what is the, the book and CD set going to do for the people at home? This has helped to train and equip people to move in power evangelism, to see miracle signs and wonders on the streets. Um, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to download people with powerful revelation of the authority and the power that they've been given as sons and daughters of God. And it's just going to be a powerful resource to help people to step further into the glory and to develop that relationship with the Holy Spirit and live the lifestyle that Jesus lived. Jesse, would you mind praying for the people at home? and Because there may be pastors, leaders, ministers, police officers, nursery workers, whatever. They're just hungry for the glory. Will you just pray a release of the glory of God on them? Oh, absolutely. I'd love to. Lord, we just pray right now, God, for, for every viewer, every person listening right now, Lord, that they would just be so touched by your glory, refreshed, Lord, by your presence, Father. I pray that that those listening, God, would just be stirred with a fresh hunger to seek after you, Lord, to know you, to seek your face, Lord, as David sought your face, as Moses sought your face, Lord. Lord, that they would be overwhelmed by your presence, refreshed by your anointing. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Now, you've been listening to Messianic Vision with our guests Jesse and Amy Champ. And now here's Sid to tell you how you can get this special offer. Amy Shamp had cancer, and her mother died of cancer. That's why Jesse and Amy Shamp developed a supernatural compassion that led to authority over cancer, and not just cancer, but all sickness. In their brand-new book, an exclusive three-CD set, Miracles in the Glory, they will teach you how to partner with God to operate in the glory realm. You can see the same miracles they are seeing, and even greater. Call now for Amy and Jesse Shamp's brand-new book, an exclusive three-CD set, Miracles in the Glory, for an investment of $35. U.S. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. 2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org. That's S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Jesse and Amy Shamp's brand new book, an exclusive three-CD set, Miracles in the Glory, offer number 9596 for an investment of 35 U.S. dollars. Be sure to ask for offer number 9596. Once again, that's offer number 9596.